Hello, everyone, and welcome to DC Talks Rocks. And what a great, glorious day. It has been a long, long time since the Rockies have gotten some legitimately very good news. Obviously, there are things throughout the season. There's always small stuff. I shouldn't even say small stuff that happens throughout the season. For example, Sam Hilliard hitting what amounted to a game-winning home run right after his father very sadly passed away with the ALS that most of us have known about him and struggling for a long time. Like Those are big, good things that happen throughout the year, and there are others like them, and I don't want to you know, diminish those at all. But the news that came out last night, filed by my good friend Tracy Ringlesby at Inside the Seams, is that Clint Hurdle will be returning to the Colorado Rockies in a front office capacity. Those of you who know me well know I am over the moon excited about this. This is something I have been calling for, clamoring for, begging the Rockies to do for a long time. This is also something where I've had a bit more information for a while than I've been able to share publicly, and some of it I still uh, you know, really can't. But now that it's happened, now that Clint Hurdle is around and is going to be a special assistant to the GM and Bill Schmidt, we have a much more complete picture. Those of you who remember my, actually my very last show at the, uh, the old place, right back at my old place of employment, it was the final game of the season and the Rockies had just taken the interim tag off of Bill Schmidt and Rockies fans and media were pissed. And so were the people at my old place of Business. In fact, I was told that I made that situation worse by not understanding why everyone was so mad about Bill Schmidt. But there were two things to that. One, most people couldn't pick Bill Schmidt out of a lineup. If let me let me put it this way: if you think Bill Schmidt and Jeff Breidich are exactly the same, then you have neither met Bill Schmidt or Jeff Breidich. You you don't know much about either of them either, because the the two men could not be more different in their approaches. But the thing that I knew was in the works, the thing that I couldn't confirm, and, and the thing that hadn't been done. Like, look, it's one thing for two parties to have mutual interest. My understanding is that Clinton Hurdle and the Colorado Rockies have had mutual interest in working together for a while. It's just that there were certain things that needed to get ironed out. There were certain pragma pragmatic sort of blockades for them. And I don't know specifically how they got it figured out, but they got it figured out. And I had said for a long, long time, because whenever this would come up about fresh ideas, the Rockies need to get someone in here with fresh ideas. They need to bring in someone from outside the organization, that that is a very basic thought, right? That there's nothing inherently wrong with it, but there's no nuance to it whatsoever. Rockies bad, get non-Rockies thing. And the logic doesn't go any deeper than that. Right. And so when I would bring up, well, what about all the nuance of Coors Field? What about the fact that the Rockies play in this unique division? All of these problems that the Rockies have that the Rays and the A's don't. And while they have their own unique problems, sure, the idea that you just grab people out of the Rays and A's front offices and make one of them your GM always seemed completely ridiculous to me. I have maintained forever and ever that the difficult thing about the Rockies going outside the organization was putting people near the top of their decision-making tree who don't have experience with the most difficult problem to solve that the Rockies have, which is, of course, the combination of altitude and Coors Field and going to and from and how do you keep your players 
at their best, both physically and mentally, throughout the grind of a 162-game season when they have to deal with the Coors Field hangover effect and all of these other things that people don't think about often. As Chad Bettis put it to me, and I'll repeat this line over and over again, they have to be the best at adjustments of any team in baseball. And so while you could bring in guys who are great at finding talent in general, who are great at budgeting in general, who are you know really clever about how to squeeze the most out of a roster that has, say, a lower budget, which I think was the one thing that people... The budget isn't the issue. That's why it always kind of weirded me out. That people were like, go get someone from the A's or the Rays. And I'm like, the Rockies' problem is not that they never spend any money and that they need to adopt, therefore, a philosophy of penny pinching every single one of their players and trading everybody the second they become expensive. Like that works for those teams, but that is not the Rockies problem. So you're not solving, you know, yeah, maybe it would help them with the disparity of the budget between themselves and the Dodgers budget is sometimes a problem, but it's not the Rockies biggest one, right? So Clint hurdle represents the both of both, the both of both worlds, the best of both worlds. Something I've said many, many times. I've brought this up on my old show. Every time I went on a radio program and I was faced with this and, you know, I don't want to just clash with people all the time. And they say, man, don't they really just need to go outside the organization and bring somebody in here with my guy, Brady Hull up at KFKA and Greeley or with altitude radio I'd go on there all the time with uh, Scott Hastings, and Josh Dover and Ryan Harris. And I would always answer this, Clint Hurdle. There are a couple other guys out there who were interesting. You know, there was a time when Theo Epstein was kind of a, a popular rumor and, um, you know, Thad Levine. But no, I wanted Clint Hurdle specifically because after leaving. So he found success in Colorado as a manager, right? He managed the team to the World Series for those of us that need the, the reminder of that. He's the only manager who did. The only reason that he ended up having to get fired in 2009 was because the team was so dramatically underperforming their talent level and the leadership of that particular team, the hard-headed Troy Tulowitzki especially, just created for a really toxic environment. And Clint Hurdle was the one that ended up being, you know, the odd man out, as it were. And... It worked for the Rockies, but do not be, you know, convinced or or tricked into thinking that, well, getting rid of Clint Hurdle was really what set that team. It was just anything. They they needed a big jolt to recognize they weren't doing what they needed to be doing. Jim Tracy did not manage that team to 92 wins. He just hung out and didn't push any of the wrong buttons and let them win 92 games. And there's an art and a skill to that as well. But Jim Tracy is not the manager that Clint Hurdle is. He's not the baseball mind that Clint Hurdle is. And Clint also went through the entire process of slowly building that team up from the ground. He was there when it was Todd and the Toddlers. And, you know, before that, some of the rough years when Clint Barmas was the best player on the team. And he managed to guide a lot of those young players from guys like Barmas and Brad Hopp and Garrett Atkins and Matt Holliday and, and mold them into the Major League Baseball players that they would ultimately become. Those are also some of the best Colorado Rockies bullpens of all time, with Brian Fuentes and Manny Corpus, Matt Belisle, eventually Raphael Betancourt, all some of the most you know impressive Rockies relievers ever. 
And Clint Hurdle was usually at the helm of managing them as well. So then after he leaves Colorado, where does he go? Does he go to the big lights in New York? Did he go to LA? Does he go to Chicago and deal with one? No, he goes to Pittsburgh. And he takes that team to a couple of postseasons. Now, yes, it was there was a rebuild going on there, and, and they had grown some talent, and it was the Andrew McCutcheon, you know, Starling Marte years. By the way, I was thinking about that. Clint Hurdle has a very interesting, long-standing relationship with Starling Marte. Uh, I know they've butt heads at times, as anyone would with your manager when you've been there for a long enough time. But you all know I've been very interested in Starling Marte coming to the Rockies, and I wonder if there could be an element here Maybe Clint Hurdle sits down with him and his representatives. Maybe Hurdle's got the insight on what this guy could, would, or should do at, at course. And maybe Clint Hurdle disagrees with me and doesn't want to bring in Starling Marte because he sees an element of his game that won't play that I don't. There are lots of baseball things that Clint Hurdle is going to see that I don't because, and this is very important, he's a very, very smart baseball man who has found success in Colorado and Pittsburgh. Find me the other baseball intellectual who has managed to create a couple of years of success in those two places or in any two places like them in Cincinnati and Seattle. You know what I mean? Like, so all those years being away from Coors Field, of course, he grew up as a player in the Kansas City Royals organization has is, is been around. Clint Hurdle has been around the game of baseball. He knows everybody. Everybody knows him. He's got all kinds of relationships. I would guess that 90% of the people in baseball love him. Remember, this was a big issue with Jeff Breidich, and it was brought up all the time. And it is not fair to not bring up the opposite, that Jeff Breidich did oftentimes not have good relationships with other GMs, and he would kind of poison the well, and people wouldn't want to work with him, and that would limit his ability to do certain things, right? Well, now they've got the opposite of that. And Bill Schmidt, who people don't know quite as well, but everyone who knows him likes him. And Clint Hurdle, who everybody knows and everybody likes. But you can't just do it on personality alone. And I will tell you all this. I cannot wait for the possibility to interview Clint Hurdle for this show and just kind of for stuff in general, for articles. He's going to be great. He's going to be so much better at the public-facing, understanding Rockies fans and talking about Rockies fans' needs and and building and, and creating good, positive vibes. This place so desperately needs some positive vibes. And Clint Hurdle takes those positive vibes with him everywhere that he goes. So he has the experience that's necessary. Again, if I'm just the boss, if I'm Dick Monfort, right, and I'm looking at someone's resume who wants to come into the front office and I could just decide ahead of time what are the most important elements that I want to see on their resume that you're not going to find is going to be experience at Coors Field and experience elsewhere. Bringing in just a totally fresh mind is going to set the Rockies back decades, unless that person has secretly been studying the Rockies and that's for whatever reason that's always been their goal. What's better you know, people talk about those analytically inclined organizations. The Rockies have hired a bunch of people out of those organizations for their analytics department. That is the way to go. That's the smart thing to do. You want those people crunching numbers and bringing you information and helping to solve the problem. Absolutely. But you do not want someone that doesn't have an extraordinary understanding of Coors Field. Someone who's been studying it 
for years, decades even. Those are the kinds of people you want running the show, at least for me, because again, that element of it simply cannot be left out. If you're building your Rockies team and thinking about the uniqueness of your environment is your third or fourth priority, in my estimation, you've already lost. It has to be priority numero uno. This is the problem. Other things, you know, it, 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 it's a bubble effect. What am I, a ripple effect. There it is. It's like, what, what is that phrase? It's a ripple effect for everybody. It, especially your, it starts with your pitching, right? It goes to your health. Everything about the environment needs to be taken into consideration when building a roster. And Clint Hurdle understands that, but he also understands there are other ways of thinking. He's worked in other organizations. He's tried other things. He's, uh, like I said, found success in a place like Pittsburgh, where they've been the worst team and certainly the worst run team in baseball for quite some time. As much as people like to pretend like it's the Colorado Rockies, the only reason they do is because the Rockies pop up as relevant from time to time, and people then have to dismiss them as not being relevant. They have to make the case, right? So they have to come out and say, the Rockies aren't relevant at all, and then tell you why. They don't even bother to say anything about the Pittsburgh Pirates, right? There's no argument going on there. It's been a very long time since they've been relevant. Even in those years where they did get to the postseason with Andrew McCutcheon, there were some quick outs, so it doesn't stick in anybody's mind, right? But... They did go to the postseason. You get to the dance. So for me, you know, there's a really strange hypocrisy going on here where when Jeff Breidich was the GM, that was the only thing that mattered. He was the worst person in the world. And getting rid of him was every Rockies fan and most Rockies media's top priority. But then the second he stepped down, the goalposts moved to, well, it doesn't really matter who the GM is. Because Dick Monford is really running the show anyway. Now, that's a lie. I've worked around this a few different times. I've tried to put it more gently. I've tried to debate with people like my former partner about this. But that is straight up a lie. If somebody tells you that Dick Monford is making every single decision, if somebody tells you that he's the puppet master with his hands on every button, with his finger on every string, it's a lie. They have no evidence to prove it. It's just a thing they say because they know people will believe it and it allows for endless negativity, which they can then turn around and try to profit on. It's not true. It's easy to disprove. Why did Dan O'Dowd and Jeff Breidich run things completely differently if Dick Monfort was really the one running things? Dick Monfort, very frustratingly, gets involved from time to time. Got involved in the Nolan deal. He didn't really get involved in the DJ thing so much. That's actually one where you could argue he, he should have gotten involved because that would have been him saying, okay, I will make the budget a little bit bigger for you to buy him. He, he just essentially said, no, I'm leaving the budget where it is. If you can't afford DJ, then you can't afford DJ. And Jeff Breidich, you know, was done with the <laughs> negotiations at that point. Dick Monfort nixed a trade of Jorge De La Rosa that would have brought Eduardo Rodriguez. But again, Jorge De La Rosa is maybe the most important pitcher in the history of the Colorado Rockies. And so acting like when he gets involved in these, you know, big moment decisions, and I'm with the people that wish he wouldn't. And he's come out and said he's really going to try to stop and leave it in the hands. Now he's got two people 
here running these baseball operations, and he's got someone looking at the business side, right? We have a total front office reorganization, and there are media and fans out there acting like same old Rockies, same old, same old, nothing ever changes with these guys. What are you talking about? They just, they got rid of their old GM, who everyone hated and agreed had to go, and I always thought that was a little bit overblown, but still... Then they hire a guy who, yeah, he's been with the organization for years, but if that's the only thing you care about, if that's the only qualification you care about, well, he's been with the Rockies for 10 years and he hasn't fixed them yet. Sorry, that's not the scouting director's job. Bill Schmidt and Jeff Breidich aren't the same person. And if you don't think it matters that Bill Schmidt is the GM and Jeff Breidich isn't, then what was all the anger for the last four or five years over Jeff Breidich? It's moving of the goalposts to stay angry. If you were angry at Jeff Breidich specifically, you got to give Bill Schmidt and now Clint Hurdle a chance. You can't tell me it doesn't matter at all who the GM is and then be pissed that the GM is Bill Schmidt. Those two ideas do not compute. Can't have it that way. Total front office restructuring. Greg Fiesel is in charge of the business operations, trying to make sure that the team is making money, which, by the way, is a good thing so that they can spend more on their roster. The Rockies aren't like a lot of other teams out there who just pocket all of that excess money. They do tend to spend it on the roster. They don't make as much money as other teams, so there's only so much, but in their good years when they've been doing well, they've managed to be, you know, 12th, 13th in terms of roster spending. So you've got Greg Fiesel as a new element there. Keeping Jeff, uh, sorry, keeping Dick Monfort away from certain decisions, and now you've got a team of Bill Schmidt and Clint Hurdle, both of whom very strong-willed, very smart baseball men, different philosophies, but I think they're going to be able to work together, and they're the ones who are going to make the vast majority of your baseball decisions, whether it's signing guys to free agent contracts or making trades or uh, drafting people when to move guys from double A AA to triple A, all of it. Dick Monfort's not making any of those decisions. Not a single one. So, yeah, just be leery of the people who are acting like this isn't a big deal at all or that it's even somehow a negative. I, I don't know that I've seen any of that. I don't, even the, the spinners who love to spin everything about the Rockies into something negative are going to have a hard time saying it's a bad thing that Clint Hurdle is coming back. But they're, like just with everything else with this team, is a general malaise of, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And if you really think that nothing matters, then stop calling for change. Stop demanding things. And just resign yourself to the fact that nothing matters. And, and roll with that. Don't argue with those of us who see a new GM, a new assistant GM, a new team president, a new direction, all of this stuff, all the analytic hires so that they don't have the smallest analytics team in all of baseball anymore. All of these things are huge, massive, important changes. And yeah, we're not going to see the team get totally turned around for another couple of years. And that's fine in my estimation. Like it's, and maybe they are way more competitive next year. We'll see what the, you know, after the CPA and, and what comes out and what kind of deals they can sign and who they can go out and get. But this is just good news. I know you're conditioned not to accept good news as a Rockies fan, not to even believe the good news can happen to you. But 
you know, and I've made this point before, and it's part of my big frustrations with a lot of fans and media is that I, I used the phrase earlier to move the goalposts, right? A lot of times they don't even set the goalposts. They don't tell you what would make them happy. Short of winning the World Series, what would make them happy? What what good news could happen? You know, when it was rumored that the Rockies were going to sign Chris Bryant. And yeah, there's plenty of fans going, great, cool, good. He's a good player. Bring him in. That would be a big move. They haven't done that kind of thing. That would be interesting. And then a lot of people out there just going, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if they bring him in. And if they were going to bring him in, why didn't they just keep Nolan Arenado? As if those two things have anything to do with each other. There's completely different calculations there. But a great way to make sure that you're being logically honest with yourself, that you're holding yourself to a standard, and this is why I do this, is to set out those goalposts ahead of time. And that's why, you know, when they first hired Greg Fiesel, I was going, okay, this is really good. And a lot of people wanted to say, well, no, it's just he's going to run things now or the team's going to be more business-oriented now or my former partner invented a conspiracy theory about Greg Fiesel live on air when we were just going. Just like, this could be true about Greg Fiesel. But like, that was all just invented in the moment, right? It's all an attempt to try to paint it in a different light. Whereas I had said ahead of time, this team needs to hire a team president that haven't had one since Kelly McGregor and the lack of one of anyone whatsoever has made Dick Monfort's role more important than it should be. And so they have to hire a team president. And then they did. It would be hypocritical for me to not give them credit for doing that. And lots of people, they don't have to worry about being hypocritical because they never set out a goalpost whereby they would give the Rockies credit. So that's what I want to know. Short of winning the World Series or their division, for these moves, everyone's supposed to analyze these moves individually. The signing of Antonio Sanzatella and CJ Krohn, are those good moves or bad moves? Tell me what you think ahead of time. So I'd been saying for years, they need to bring Clint Hurdle back in a special assistant to the GM capacity. He needs to be helping making decisions down at 20th and Blake because he knows what he's doing and he knows this place. And now the Rockies have done exactly that. So again, if your goalpost was simply bring someone in from outside the organization, guess what? Done. They did it, didn't they? And that's why a lot of people are twisting themselves into knots to act like this isn't a big deal because they don't want to admit that the goalposts they set out ahead of time, the Rockies need to bring somebody in from outside the organization. Somehow Clint Hurdle doesn't count because he's also been a Rockies, a Rocky before. He's got Rocky juice still on him from 2009. Clint Hurdle is coming in from outside the organization to help the Rockies. A goal clearly defined by lots of people who are suddenly backing off of that and moving the goalpost to, oh, no, well, not, well, not him, or not really, or none of it matters because Dick Monfort's still there, which if that's your position, just state that and stop talking about anything else because Dick Monfort's not going anywhere. I don't know, cover a different team or something. He's not selling it. So at that point, if you're just going to bring it back to the owner every single time, there's really no point in having any other conversation. This is great news for Rockies fans. Great, great news for Rockies fans, especially those who 
care about the nuance and really want to have an honest conversation about the Rockies rather than sort of participating in this forever ongoing invisible game of who can score the most points by dunking the hardest on the Colorado Rockies, no matter what they do. There are some people who are doing a great job of winning that game, but we're out here having some real conversation about them. This was a good move. This is a great move. And it's going to have a very positive impact on both the culture and on-field product for your Colorado Rockies. And I can't wait to dive into exactly how. But yep, I knew this was a possibility. In fact, I knew it was a strong one. It's another one of the reasons why I didn't go ape shit over the Bill Schmidt hiring when people were doing all of that. Of course, wasn't really given that leash, was I, when it was explained to me how terrible. And the higher-ups at DNVR had no idea this was coming. They didn't listen to my show. Let me be honest about that. They would have known that all of this was a possibility, but they didn't listen to their Rockies show, and they still don't. I'm sure of it. Uh, they don't care. <laughs> and and so, and so that's a lot of people who are bringing you Rockies information. Brought to you by Broncos fans, <laughs> right? That's most of it, unfortunately, and that's very frustrating. But be excited for Clint Hurdle, especially because there's nothing else really while all this CBA stuff is going on that we're going to be able to talk about much in terms of hirings and trades or free agents or any of that stuff, right? I'll dive more into CBA in the next couple of days, but since there's actual Rockies news today, Wanted to get into this. I, as you can tell, I'm very excited. But again, it's because I've been calling for it for years. I've wanted this so bad. And now I get to find out whether or not I was onto something or not. And whether or not they're onto something or not. So thank you all, as always, for listening in to this episode. Uh, I'll go ahead and make this one free if you are a patron Thank you so, so much. If you aren't, please consider becoming one. For $1 a month, you get all kinds of written content, Rockies articles. I still have some exclusives hanging on to, trying to spread those out over the offseason. I got nerdy lists about my top 50 favorite animated movies of all time or ranking the MCU movies, but I've also got like my top 20 albums, stuff like that. A lot of fun written content that you get for just a dollar a month. And if you want all the podcasts, the sports, the nerdy stuff, the professional wrestling, it's only three bucks a month trying to make an independent business out here after uh, you know a pretty tough situation at my old job, and uh, we're, we're on to it. I think at the very least I can get into a part-time job and can start doing some freelancing gig, but I'm going to be covering the Rockies in 2022. It is my goal to be down there for the vast majority of the games, covering them, and the more people who become patrons, the easier it will be for me to do that, or the more of it I'll be able to do, the less freelance work I'll have to pick up that isn't related to the Rockies, right? And whenever I'm doing that stuff, I won't be doing this. So thank you for listening. Please spread the word, share the YouTube page, the Patreon page, retweet my tweets. Every little bit really does help grow this independent organization that we got here and the discord channel. Once you do subscribe, you get to come hang out with us in the discord channel. It's a very positive, non-toxic community for people to talk about all kinds of things without the fear of being put down uh, the way so often sadly happens on social media. And if anybody ever does put anybody personally down in my Discord channel, I don't care how much they're paying me, they're gone. Simple as that. We create a space for everybody to be invited. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for being absolutely awesome Rockies fans who actually care about the Colorado Rockies and not just winning the game of who can be the angriest about the Colorado Rockies. You all are absolutely awesome out there. I am absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.